Hi, I'm Marie Jenkins and this is my podcast, The Secret Diary of Marie Jenkins 47 Plus. In today's episode, we have Gary Jones from Physio 206. He's a local guy living in Worcester with many years of experience of working within the NHS and supporting and helping clients with his physio business based in Bromsgrove and also in Solihull. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. So hi everybody, welcome to our interview today and we're very delighted because we've got Gary Jones from Physio 206. Hi Gary, how are you? Hi Marie, how are you doing? Brilliant, thank you. Thank you for agreeing to come along today and do this interview. I'm really excited to learn more about you. Obviously we've met, what, probably two years ago now. <laughs> yes, I think it's been times times flown by, Marie, hasn't it? It's uh, yeah. I think we first met was it through networking, wasn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. It was uh, was it forum? I'm I'm trying to think because we've been at a number of different uh, networking events together. Yeah, I think so. I think we've met on a couple of occasions. Forum was definitely one of them, um, and then we also met at coffee and natter. Uh, in Bromsgrove so um, yeah and then I think obviously var- various acquaintances in the local <laughs> area so um, yeah no th- th- thanks for the opportunity so yeah no oh, great to be here. It's great to have you today Gary so let, let's launch into our interview then so tell me a bit more about who you are and what your business is. Okay, so I'm currently um, a clinic director at my own uh, business called Physio 206, and we are a private physiotherapy clinic, uh, currently operating out of uh, two spaces, one in Bromsgrove uh, at Daily Bread Yoga Studio, and also uh, in Solihull, in collaboration with a company called MK Health Hub. Um, so yeah, so it, obviously we're, we're currently in lockdown, the third lockdown, but the great thing is, is that as a physiotherapist, I'm still able to be open and, you know, servicing people where, where that need is, is, is necessary, you know, so if people have got, you know, significant problems that they're struggling with, you know, back pain, neck pain, you know, post-operative rehabilitation, you know, if people are really struggling, we have got the ability to be able to see them face to face, which is great. So, so yeah, so that's where I'm at at the moment and exciting plans for this year as with MK Health Hub, we will be launching uh, another clinic, uh, which is going to be in Birmingham City Centre. Um, but the date for that is still to be announced. I think that's all sort of connected to, uh, you know, people returning to work in the city as a result of, um, you know, the COVID situation. Woohoo, that's exciting, Gary. Congratulations. Well done. That's great. Yeah, no, it's super. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. You know, it's a little bit nerve wracking because it's, you know, it's a bit more expansion of the business. Yeah. But it's also really exciting. And, you know, it's, it's going to be an opportunity to bring other staff on board and to, to grow what we're offering. And that's that. Yeah, that's that's really exciting. It is. It is. So. You, you go into your third new clinic opening, but how about you? What, what's your background? You, have you always been a physio? Okay, so, 
So, yeah, so I've been I've been a physio now for 20 years um, and, you know, my experience has taken me from working in the NHS, which was fantastic. Uh, five years of experience working in what's a, a great institution, um, you know, that does some amazing stuff. And I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Um, I've you know, met some fantastic people, had some great experiences from a learning perspective and for any new physio that's graduating, I would highly recommend, you know, having that time as a as a place to to build your platform as a physiotherapist from as well. Even if you want to move into the private sector in the future, I think it's still a great a great place to start. So yeah, so loved all of that time. Then I moved into the private sector about five years after I'd qualified. Um, reasons for me for moving were around really not not having enough time with my patients um, was one of the big drivers because obviously in terms of the NHS there's such a volume of people that you have to see um, you know it's there's lots of pressures in terms of waiting lists yeah so you just you just didn't get that time I didn't feel that I had the time to be able to to give people as much as I wanted to give them does that make sense yeah it does um, it does and and that that was that was a huge a huge driver for me going into the, to the private sector really so you know fast forwards a few years i worked at the private hospital in edgebaston um you know lots of uh, post-operative rehabilitation there uh, and then my wife and i we, we moved to london opportunity came to to head down to london which was which was an amazing experience and i would say that that has been a huge huge driver for what i'm doing now um i spent eight years working for a fantastic company called six physio um and yeah learned so much from the time working there and it really opened my eyes up to to how well um a physiotherapy can be delivered as well yeah. so that's that's been a huge a huge um in, influence i would say on, on where i'm at now yeah and you've do you look at physio from a specific area? Have you got a particular interest in certain area physio or is it generic or just just for somebody like me who's just learning about that sort of industry? Yeah, I mean, look, so if you were to, to class it as a as a type of physiotherapy, it's what you'd call musculoskeletal. So, you know, that's anything to do with muscles, bones, joints, tendons, ligaments. But in terms of my own sort of clinical areas of interest, my own areas of expertise, one is certainly around running um, and particularly uh, runners with knee pain. Um, have a lot of experience of, of working with people from, you know, couch to 5K right the way up to ultra marathon level. Um, and that's something I'm very passionate about because of my own struggles that I've had with my knee from various injuries in the past as well yeah uh, so that's 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 one area uh, and and then the other area is back pain and it, you know I think back pain is always something that really fascinates me because it can affect people in so many different ways and there is no one size fits all for the treatment of back pain and essentially it's all around us you know four out of five people that are listening to this podcast are likely to experience episode of back pain during their life so yeah i'm on a bit of a mission to try and help people to understand more about back pain and understand more about what they can do to 
reduce the chances of it a occurring and if it does occur reduce the chances of it you know being there for a prolonged period of time yeah i mean my, my experience of back pain myself i take myself back when i was pregnant with my son 25 years ago and i had um, sciatica and I remember I was laying on the living room floor <laughs> just because that was the best place I could I could get comfortable. But obviously there's more people like you in physiotherapy in independent um, clinics, if you like, that are making it more accessible for people. So so that's got to be a great thing for people's well-being. But um, tell me a bit more about your career in well-being then Gary because I think does it go back to when you was at school yeah so wow yeah I mean it's, it's an interesting one I, mean, I always think about when did I first start getting interested in in sort of people's health I'd say it goes back to like maybe sort of middle school for those that are for those that are familiar with the three-tier system of schools um yeah mid middle school time so um my great grandmother at the time was in a um residential home uh in, in frankly actually and um i just remember spending quite a bit of time talking to fellow residents when when she was there and just getting interested in just listening to their stories you know listening to their stories about the war you know their childhood um and i just found it quite found it quite fascinating and i think i realized then that i like to know not, i'm not nosy that, that, you know what I mean? i'm not being nosy, but I like, I like i like to know about people i like to understand people and yeah. i think I, I found i found that was probably the first thing that got me interested in actually the sort of more caring side of things um and then kind of fast forward a few years you know I, I started to get interested in physiotherapy as a career when i was choosing my um gcse's and a levels because of some injuries that i'd had myself um the start of my sort of injuries and so that so that kind of started to get me introduced into the idea of physio but at that stage i hadn't really got a clue what a physio did you know I just thought they ran on the football pitch with or the rugby pitch with a bucket yeah. and sponge and you know I, di I didn't really understand how big a profession it was and, and and you know unfortunately when I was 18 you know I got distracted by other things in life you know Birmingham's Birmingham's nightlife <laughs> you know things things around you know there were was, was things that distracted me from my study from my study shall we say and um I didn't quite I didn't quite get the grades to go and train to be a physio from my A levels. And at first I was a bit like, what what am I going to do next? So I actually decided I'm going to take a year out. And that year became four years. Um, because I got a job as a physiotherapy assistant, which was basically the same the same as like um a healthcare assistant or a nursing assistant so yeah. you know i was working very closely with qualified physiotherapists um in a rehabilitation unit for people that had got head injuries parkinson's disease ms you know other neurological conditions which i've never ever come across because it it brought people from all over the country and some people from overseas to this particular unit a fantastic nhs unit um at mosley hall hospital and i loved it loved every minute of it marie it was brilliant yeah. um just the whole 
connection with people, seeing people that have got long-term illnesses getting better, you know, you get a real buzz from seeing them improve. It gave me, you know, um, it gave me some experience of starting to get hands on people. Yeah. It was just, just all in all, honest, honestly, it, it, it really made me grow up as well. Okay. So it was, it came at the right, came yeah. at the right time. And, um, you know, during that four years that I was working there, I also started to do some extra studying. So I went back to night school and I did a psychology A level. Then I went and did a BTEC as well. I don't know if BTECs are still going. I'm, I'm showing my hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, B, I did a BTEC, which then allowed me, with my previous A level grades, fortunately, I did get one A level grade that was suitable enough to then get into physio school. And I went off to Southampton Uni in 1998. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a great journey. Wow. So you, you've got real sort of academic background as well as having that hands-on experience I mean you know that that's a great combination isn't it I think yeah I mean it's it's I think it's interesting so during during the time in the NHS you know we we did a lot of work where once I was qualified as a physio you know you were supervising physio students and it, and it was always interesting because we you know academia is important in terms of because there is there is a large amount of information you have to take on board about learning the anatomy and the physiology yeah. of the body so you know it is it is tough from that perspective but you can be really academic if you're really academic and you haven't got those interpersonal skills then it, it's a really uphill struggle to um to deliver what you need to be able to deliver for your clients so yeah. i think I think my, always one of my biggest words of advice for all of the students that I worked with was like, yes, you can study, but, you know, focus on what makes you better as a person as well, because that's that's going to massively improve the level of service you provide. Totally, totally agree. Totally agree, Gary. So what would you say, do you think, in your opinion, what's the biggest opportunity at the moment for, you know, well-being in general? I mean, I think I think you'll you'll probably agree with this, Marie, as well. I'm sure, but we're in a situation at the moment mm. which we can't control. Okay, so externally, what's going on in the world, we can't control. However, we can control what's within. So I think it's really important to focus on well-being. People need to focus on their own well-being at the moment. That needs to be priority number one. Um, both from a physical perspective and from a mental perspective, because there are going to be some huge curveballs that have all, like they've already been thrown, haven't they, in the last <laughs> nine to ten months? Um, but it, it's this is unprecedented, you know. Without trying to get too, you know too much hyperbole, you know, I, I, I don't want to get too carried away. But this is we're never going to. I don't think we're ever going to see anything like this again for for many many years, hopefully. So. I think from a well-being perspective, there has to be a focus on looking after yourself right now. And yes. I think taking that time out to develop your own personal development is really important. I think for, for from a business perspective, 
I think both for like for the likes of myself and for the for, for the likes of what you do, Marie, this opportunity to deliver stuff online is is a huge opportunity. Absolutely. And I, th I think there's a few things I've realised over the last ten months. One, you know how valuable online assessment and treatment can be. Yeah. And I I, I think I, I I don't think a lot of people realise how effective it can be. When it's de delivered in a really good way, um, so I think there's a there's a there's a great opportunity for physios to not just be serving their local community geographically, but you know a far a far bigger community. So say say for example during the first lockdown, you know I had clients that lived in London, I had clients in Scotland, I had a couple that I used to work with in Wales, um, and I even had a couple of people overseas. You know in switzerland so i would have never thought about casting my net that far previously so to do that that was really interesting and then the other thing that's been great from a business perspective even though it's been you know a challenge in terms of building a consistent revenue per month as a business um through through you know being able to see clients um face to face for example um during the first lockdown i started doing some online webinars to help people that were working from home and this is this has been a huge success marie it's been a massive yeah. success and it's something that, that i would that i am working on at developing further because i think we've got a, a real opportunity to help people that are struggling with back and neck pain at home you know help businesses to look after their staff and improve their overall health and well-being as well so yeah that's that's kind of the opportunities i think that exist out there at the moment and they're massive you know from somebody who does physio which is quite a hands-on having this lockdown time has actually given us an opportunity to be creative and think about how we can deliver services in, in a better way for customers as well in some cases um, so yeah, I think I think it, it's been really opportune for people in the well-being space. But I want to know a bit more about about you. So a lot of people know about my mental health uh, background. But how do you maintain? You know, because doing what you do, I can imagine. <laughs> you know, how do you maintain that positive well-being yourself? Yeah, I think. I mean, there's a it's interesting isn't it i think this whole last 12 months has been i think there's been a, a lot of reflection a lot of time for reflection on how you manage your life and i suppose for me if if i take it if i take it back a few years when i was working in london um working a lot of hours long hours unsociable hours um you know 13 14 15 hour days sometimes and you know you, you kind of your diet suffers your physical um fitness suffers you know and i think i let that creep up on me and when i look back at it you know i, I got to a point where i think it it did sort of reach a bit of a low point in terms of you know fatigue um and i just kept getting sore throats colds feeling unwell and I think probably two Christmases in a row 
I was poorly, you know, like you go through like the whole year, like, you know, I just, and I, I remember vividly, I think it was Christmas 2016, you know, my son was two and I was poorly for most of Christmas and I thought, I ain't having this again. So I, there was a few things that I put in place, you know, I kind of spoke to my two bosses at the time, you know, they were very supportive. I sort of restructured my working week a little bit at this stage. Um, I started being more consistent with exercise. Um, I, I really looked at my nutrition and I, I worked on a, on a program uh, which my wife um, brought to my attention as well. And, and that made a huge, a huge impact and it's massively transformed how I look after myself. And that, that's going back a few years ago. So I've been consistent, you know, follow a, a kind of 70 30 percent rule with my nutrition so 70 percent of the time i'm good yeah when i say good you know I, I eat things that are going to give me energy that are you know a, a balanced diet essentially um and then 30 percent of the time i have whatever i fancy because i think with food it's really important that you enjoy food as well you know it's there to be enjoyed so so that's been really important and then i've also really got into my running in the last couple of years as well which I, I didn't think I was going to be able to do because of some issues I've had with my own knee but I've worked around that and I manage the distances that I run and that has been hugely um, motivational uh, because I did lose my mojo a little bit with exercise before that having had to quit playing football in my mid-20s which you know I'm 44 now and and I never really got over having to quit playing football until I started running a couple of years ago and that's that's given me a huge boost um in terms of you know starting to run 10ks and half marathons and that kind of stuff as well so so yeah so the physical side of stuff and the nutrition that's been really important being around family making time to actually appreciate the family that you have around you as well. And I don't want that to sound too cliched, but it, it, this last year in particular has made me reflect on work-life balance as well. So even though I run my own business, I can run it how I choose to run it as well. So having that time with my wife, Sarah, I've got two boys, Finn and Jesse, they're four and six. You know, they're great, great energy to be around. I think that just gives you a boost as well so that's been hugely important and then actually the other side of things has been more my mindsets the sort of the, the the mental side of stuff and i talked earlier about we're in this covid situation where we can't control what's going on around us but we can control what's within us so i've done a lot more around personal develop personal development so a lot more reading i've got into meditation in the last um six to nine months i found that really really helpful really powerful um affirmations i think affirmations have been an absolute um godsend in the last nine months as well yeah um you know that thinking about having those positive thoughts those positive intentions really do shape what you think and then doing some work around gratitudes as well you know that's that's been it's, it's just all it's all helped marie yeah. it's all really helped I totally agree. So, Gary, um, in relation to mental health there, you were saying a lot about that you find personally meditation and affirmations really valuable to you. Um, 
have you, have you come across people that you know or have struggled with poor mental health? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously the, the, the job that I work in, you know, especially people that come in, in with pain and have been experiencing pain for maybe a long period of time, especially back pain, there's a huge connection between back pain and and some different mental health issues, anxiety, depression, yeah. you know, feeling low in mood. There's a huge kind of connection there. So, so yeah, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, I, I'm, I'm seeing that regularly. I think for me personally, I'm, I'm in a place where my mental health is good. Um, as I mentioned just, you know, I've, I, I, I did have some struggles a few years ago, but, you know, getting the, the right building blocks in place has, has really improved that. Um, so, so I think for, for me personally, I did see a family member who I was very close to really struggle with their mental health and go through some very, very dark times. And then sadly, they're no longer with us, not as a result of their mental health, but, you know, and I think that's really difficult, really yeah. difficult when you see somebody that you love and care for struggling because it doesn't matter what you try to do to help that person. You, you in essence, you feel quite helpless when you can't help them. Yeah. And I found that really difficult. But I think there's lots of things that people can do. And I, I, my, my, my big thing is I, I love to empower my clients as much as possible to, to do what they can do to look after their own mental health. And I'll, I'll always give lots of tips and advice and point them in the right direction of the relevant professionals um, to ensure that they you know, look after themselves. Yeah, and there's so much help out there, um, you know, in relation to mental health. So, you know, yes, you can, you can try and signpost or support people or, you know, educate them, but ultimately they have to take responsibility for their own, for their own health and well-being. So, you know, th there are people that can help. Um, but going back to what we was talking about in relation to Physio 206, what sort of things have you been involved in as initiatives in, in your business then, Gary? Um, so I think I mentioned it briefly a couple of questions ago. One, one initiative was, was setting up these work from home webinars um, yeah. and that they've been, as I said, a, a real revelation. The, the feedback that I've had from, from the number of companies that I've worked with has been incredible. And, you know, this all started as a result of doing a almost like a pilot session for 20 employees of a particular university um, that I'm, I managed to um, get asked to deliver because I of somebody I knew through business networking. Yeah. And, you know, the feedback was great. It's evolved since then. I've got it all packaged up into a nice product, which we now take to, well, I've now spoken with 50, 50 companies with wow. global workforces. I've, I've delivered webinars to small companies, medium companies, and I'm in the process of potentially delivering a couple of sessions for a very large pub retail chain in April as well. So, you know, this is a great opportunity for me to get out there and spread the word of well-being from a both a physical and mental perspective. So that's can something I, that I interject there, Gary, over the last year. Yeah, can mm. I just interject there? Because 
I, you haven't mentioned it yet, but I thought this was really clever, is that you've been involved in a book as well, haven't you? I have, oh, I, I, I have, yes. Um, thank you for mentioning that, Marie. I forgot that one. Um, yeah, so again, that was another lockdown project as well. And I understand you've you've also been involved in the authorship process as well. Um, so for, first, first, first foray for me into um, into the writing world, and I've loved it. Uh, I've contributed a chapter to a book called Twenty One Secrets to Resolving Back Pain, and it's been really well received. Um, you know, number one bestseller on Amazon in two categories. And yeah, it's been great. And it, it, it's it's a book that's designed to help you, to help yeah. not just you, but to help anybody in the general public with yeah. some stories about different approaches to how you can manage back pain as well. So yeah, really, really, really proud to be involved in that. So if somebody wanted to look and find this book, you said it's on Amazon. Um, is it... Yeah. What, so what am I looking for? What, what's the title again? It's called 21 Secrets to Resolving Back Pain. Okay. So if they put that into Amazon, they should be able to find you. Correct. Yeah, correct. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, it's been really insightful today, Gary. Um, thank you so much for your time. Um, if people want to reach out and connect with you or contact you and find out more about your webinars or if they're perhaps in the new space when your exciting new clinic will open in Birmingham, uh, how can they how can yeah. they contact you? Okay, so it's a couple of different ways, Marie. So obviously you can go to my website, www.physio206.co.uk. There's lots of information on there. Um, Either you can reach out to me by email, that's garyjones at physio206.co.uk. Also, you can reach out to me by phone 07512 203536. Yeah, happy to chat to anybody. Brilliant. Gary, thank you so much. Um, this one will be coming out in February for our wellbeing week. So, uh, yeah, great timing. And thanks for your time today, Gary. Thank you, Marie. Great to see you Thanks. again. You take Bye. care. We hope you enjoyed today's Wellbeing Week interview with Gary Jones from Physio 206. If you'd like to join us for our future workshop, we have one coming up on the 4th of March based on the topic of resilience. So if you'd like to find out more, you can visit our website at www.advanceyourwellbeing.co.uk.